Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. I am your host, Deborah Luna, and I am here for the first time by myself. But I have Matt out of the studio. Wow, that or out of the kind of hurts. <laughs> I'm I'm right here with you. This is producer Maddie joining you producer on Culture Unfiltered. Maddie, as coming always. out of the booth. Yes, joining us as always, but now in front of the microphone versus behind it or behind it. You in front of the microphone? No, you're in front I, of it. I prefer to stand in front. I think yeah. you get better sound that way. Yeah, but I think everybody's that's, got their own strategy. I mean, listen, yeah. you're the AB guy. Right. I'll trust you. <laughs> um, so we're doing things a little bit different. So now that um, that Kevin is no longer joining us here at the table, um, we had to sort of reimagine a little bit of how we have these culture conversations. And so we came up with this idea, and we're piloting it, and we're, we think it's going to be great. So should we tell him a little bit about it? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be tough because, you know, uh, Kenny left some big shoes to fill. Uh, it's going to be really <laughs> he did. hard to forget a guy like that. I mean, when Keith left, it really, it did. It left yeah. a big, so, a big hole. Anyway, not without Kyle, but I, <laughs> I say go ahead and, and, and let everybody know what we're going to be doing the next few yes. months. Yes. So here at Paychecks, we have uh, this culture conversation that we have every month and, and we, we couple up uh, a two-month cycle where we talk about the same value and fans of the show are no stranger to that and paychecks employees listening are no stranger to that so what we've decided to do moving forward while we identify our replacement for uh for uh i can't, I can't think of another keith? k name i said keith, keith. uh carl <laughs> Carl, um, Carl with a K. Carl with a K. Uh, we're going to be bringing in a guest host um, for the first month of the two-month cycle where where me and that guest host have just a one-on-one -on -one conversation about the culture concept. And then the second month of the cycle uh, of that culture uh, conversation, we will be having guests in where that that person will sit beside me as the co-host. Um, and this month we have Ashley Scales joining us. And, and Ashley uh, is really just an amazing employee at Paychex, an amazing person. And so I'm excited to kick this new um, this new style off with her uh, with her at the at the microphone. Yeah, so, I'm excited. I think that's going to uh, get us some different perspective, which yeah. is always a great thing to have. And I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, new so, experience. Yeah, new experience. So let's get it started uh, with uh, Ashley and uh, we'll kick it off and see how it goes. There we go. Awesome. Gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. All right, everyone, welcome into another episode of Culture Unfiltered. I am excited for this new format, right? That that Matt and I were just telling you about that is really just going to kind of give us an opportunity to meet with some new new folks within the organization, chat with them about their experience and, and what they bring to the culture landscape, and then also bring them in to guest interview some folks uh, in the coming months. So to kick us off in this new frontier, we have Ashley Scales joining us. Ashley, good morning. Good morning. It is so wonderful to be sitting with you. You and I have had a, a couple opportunities to work with each other on things, and uh, I'm excited for this conversation because we've, we've had a couple of get-to-know-you conversations i feel like we've we've bonded over uh over the miles here and so to be able to sit with you uh virtually face to face uh is is really a treat so thank you so much for joining us why don't you tell um the audience a little bit about who you are where you are what you do and what brought you to paychecks my name is ashley scales i currently reside in jersey city new jersey originally born in Brooklyn, New York. Love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I honestly, I have to say that every time I introduce myself and say that I live in Jersey, because anyone who's from New York grew up in Brooklyn, <laughs> you just know that, you know, it always stays close to home. Yep. Uh, a part of the reason I came to Paychex is really 
it has a lot to do with my background, honestly. Uh, everything I do here at Paychex from the moment I walked into the doors until now has truly aligned with my interests and my passions. I went to school for psychology. I got my master's in organizational psychology, and I was crazy enough to go and get my PhD in the same field, organizational psychology. And the thing about it is it's all about a positive workplace. Mm -hmm. And when I was learning about paychecks and looking into the culture of paychecks and employee experiences, it sounded like the kind of situation or environment that I wanted to be in to fully get to experience what it looks like to be in a positive work environment where culture is in place, value is in place, and there's a lot of tenure here, right? Yeah. And that's that's not that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And so how long have you been with Paychex? I've been with Paychex, let's say I just made five years in February. Awesome. Yeah. Well, happy anniversary. And we are so Thank glad you. that you're here. So the reason that I, I wanted to invite you to to talk to us today and to for us to talk to each other really um, today about this topic. So this month's value is accountability. The B statement, right, that we use here at Paychex for accountability is being responsible. And one of the ways that you and I have connected over the past year you know, it has been a challenging year in a, in a multitude of ways. Uh, and it has created a situation where, you know, our employees who used to be shoulder to shoulder and, you know, meeting in break rooms and meeting in conference rooms and flying across the country for kickoffs and things like that have now been pushed to this virtual environment, um, which has its blessings and its curses, right? And in addition to that sort of forced isolation from each other, there's been quite a bit of social unrest and uh, community unrest and, and things that we've all experienced and we've all been sort of watching play out from, from differing perspectives. And one of the things that you have sort of established uh, and be, been a part of is a group in our online chat uh, tool that we use here at Paychex called the Be Here Now group. So I want to start the conversation with what is the Be Here Now group? Where did it get its start or sort of what was the the uh, the genesis behind it? Um, and then we'll <laughs> we'll kind of talk from there about uh, how it's grown and evolved in the last year, 18 months or so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm proud to say that we just made a year of being established uh, this June. We started out in June 2020. And you know what? It's really an accomplishment to say that we're celebrating that milestone, although we're still crawling and there's a lot of work to do because of the nature in which this group was formed in the first place, mm -hmm. right? It was definitely not the most conventional of circumstances to form a group like this, where we could really not just say we're creating a safe space and just, you know, say, hey, this is another outlet for you employees, but rather create that space and own it to be a truly safe space. So even when we had some uncomfortable conversations, it was it all is a learning experience for employees. So that's exactly what Be Here Now is. Um, it's really kind of a play on our values, right? And our cultural concepts, because last year, right? And during the pandemic, you know, me, I, I look to my right and my living room is right there, right? Mm -hmm. My TV is right there. And so many of us kind of lost that ability to compartmentalize and kind of filter out whatever we had seen in the media before we got to work, right? Sure. We kind of lost that ability. So coming to work without that ability to compartmentalize meant it was harder to kind of bring our full selves to work, right? That period in which we can kind of regroup, get our thoughts together and get our productive minds intact. It, that space just really wasn't there anymore. Sure. Uh, so what we wanted to do was 
create the space where employees could express themselves, be themselves, get their their full selves to come back to work mm-hmm. um, and do it in a way where they would not have to be fearful, for example, of any kind of adverse action or impact, right? right. About expressing some very real experiences that, um, that they had experienced that year, years prior, sure. right? Because it wasn't just last year. We all know that. It's just that it just, it, it's sort of, on our radar. Yeah, it sort of galvanized yeah. everyone into this like everyone. shared experience or shared perspective or 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 the opposite, right? I didn't know that that exactly. was your lived experience. Let me learn from you. Let me listen and hold space and and hear what you're going through. So mm-hmm. it started in June of last year with mm-hmm. sort of a, a grassroots, hey, you know, we need to Very have much. this like virtual way to to my husband calls it defragging, right? If you if you're a tech nerd like he is, he calls it when he when he has to defrag, when he has to sort of like pull in all of the disparate pieces of himself and like get back to get back to basics. Um, it started as this this space to do that, right? Because like you yeah. said, you're not able to step away. You don't have the the commute on the train or the the drive or uh, you know the 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 sitting in the kid drop-off line at school, all of these things that were normal to us to have this time to unplug and, you know, separate yourself from what was happening in your home or what was happening in your community uh, was potentially uh, impacted or or removed, right? Um, So it was created by a a grassroots group of people. So how how did that first conversation happen? How did you say, like, you know what? We're having all these little side conversations. Why don't we, like, get it together in a group? And then how did it grow from there? So that's a really good question, right? So um, it's all about, you know, giving that space to employees uh, and really being here now, right? And really being present and taking that time to say, you know what, I do have this assignment to get done or this task to get done or this project to get done, but I can't, I can't focus right now, right? So the idea is, okay, spend some time with your colleagues. Um, At first we started out with monthly calls or actually bi-weekly calls. Now we do monthly calls just to kind of regroup, right? Be here now, focus on the things that are going on kind of in your back, in the back of your mind, Mm -hmm. bring them to the forefront, discuss them and, you know, kind of regroup with yourself or would you say defrag? Defrag. Yeah. Defragment. (laughs) Yes. Defragment it. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it, you know, that first conversation you know what? It was really interesting. And I think that that first conversation is the reason why we have the energy behind this and this effort and why it's been sustained, because it really came from a passionate place. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that it really came from, honestly, the whole idea of accountability. You know, for me personally, as a black female employee, I I found it very challenging myself um, to continue to work, uh, seeing these things going on in the on on the media. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I found was that that we weren't having any conversations about it internally. Um, I could talk to my colleague from this business unit or another, but nobody was talking about the horror that we had actually just seen uh, a couple of days prior, right? Um, and I I really felt at that point that someone had to be accountable to talk about this somewhat of a trauma, right? This discomfort, this experience that we all discuss. But the thing about accountability is it's a choice, Mm -hmm. right? If we're operating in the sense of responsibility, I come to work, this is my role, this is the value I bring to the team. We're probably not gonna talk about those 
those broader issues, right? Because we've got kind of a limited focus about what we're responsible for. Mm -hmm. But if we're thinking in a broader scope about what we should be accountable for, which is to make sure employees can come to work and feel good about being at work, feel acknowledged, feel seen, right? It takes a certain level of accountability by several individuals to, to create those types of spaces. So for me personally, I brought up the fact that I thought it was unfair that we weren't having conversations around it. And I thought that there should have been an organizational response and accountability to make in, to help individuals who are being impacted by this feel seen, feel heard, sure. feel acknowledged something. Right. Right. So what that panned out to is a group of us, uh, Dr. Deanna Kimbrell, when she was here, Tiffany Smith, Kristen Severeski, Amy Graber, uh, we came together and we said, we need a space why is there no space to talk about this? Me personally, I feel like I can't even read an email right now, right? Right. So we we brought it to Portia and uh, Dr. D and they basically said, you know what? Keep sharing your voice. Yeah. Keep sharing your voice and keep uh, c- connecting with your peers and paychecks and share your experiences. And at the time I was invited to the IND email group which at that point was uh, had 177 people in it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's got over 600, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were just all sharing in that space. And eventually what we found is the email group just wasn't enough for yeah, us, yeah. right? We needed to take it outside of that space, get some live interaction because what we found was there was a variance of experiences, right? There are individuals who were learning about this new concept about being an anti-racist and kind of reckoning with their own experiences of how they had showed up in the world and in their friendships and in their relationships and realizing that there was so much more that they could do, Mm -hmm. right? That accountability kind of awareness. And then there's the other experience, individuals who just feel like they want to give up because they're tired of talking about these things that they don't really know where to start so for that burden of education right like exactly right I don't I'm living this every day and I I say this and you know I'm certainly not living it every day but from what I'm hearing and what I've learned is the onus of education shouldn't be on the on the shoulders of the oppressed right it shouldn't be on the shoulders of the people who are living that that very real not even sort of trauma but that very real trauma the the repetitive trauma of that um because that is just a a sort of a a re-engagement of that trauma and and a reliving of that in a different way and so to to hear how that space kind of was brought up and the, the list of names that you shared is a is a diverse list in and of itself in role and in yeah. tenure and in experience and in, uh, you know, ethnicity and all of those things. Um, and I love what you said there. And I want you to expand on that a little bit of that. What more can I do? Right. Because mm-hmm. I think so. I'm in the space. Um and I, I have learned from it. I have sat back and listened in it. I have contributed here and there in, in certain certain capacities. Um, but what I have found the most sort of compelling about the space is the eagerness of mm. the participants and the sort of all in opted in. I am here. I have stepped into this space, uh, you know, with a, an open heart and open mind to hear and learn and wherever you fall, uh, you know, on the personal spectrum, the ally spectrum, any of that, or the, the knowledge um, of it all. So I want to know a little bit more about what you've experienced as a founding member of this group and the real, that real true energy of what more can I do for my, for my colleagues, wherever they sit, wherever they are emotionally or, or physically in this, in this moment, um, 
that what more can I do, I think, has just taken on such a different meaning in this space than, you know, what I think the corporate, you know, sort of foundation of it is, is what more can I do for my clients? What more can I do for my, you know, the candidates that we speak to? That is very real and very needed, right? Very important and a a cornerstone of who we are. Um, But what more can I do for myself? What more can I do for you, uh, you know, across the table from me? So talk to me a little bit about that. What more can I do component of the group? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? That is why we show up every month, why we talk on almost a daily basis in our WebEx team's admin space or be here now, why we're constantly planning, why we met with, even at this point, uh, Karen McClendon, it was a pleasure to meet with her to talk about how we can fully integrate be here now into paychecks and get that organizational support. Every single time we touch this topic, this group, it's all underpinned by this mindset of what more can we do? Because the truth is that, you know, we all have our respective roles. So this is why it's so important to recognize, you know, although we, accountability has become a common language in the heart of everything we do, it's it's important to bring into perspective that it is a choice every single time, right? So for us, you know, it's really about service to one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really about understanding our own experiences and understanding that we desire space to be ourselves uh, and that we want to help provide that space to other people. So honestly, you know, Deborah, it's challenging to talk about what more can I do because it's somewhat endless Mm -hmm. to me, right? As long as you're curious and as long as you keep asking questions and building relationships and expanding your awareness and, and your own personal uh, dynamism, right? This accountability factor, this what more can I do is, is goes on and on and on. Yeah. And from the DEI lens, there is so much that we can all do, mm-hmm. right? And the very first thing is really pushing past our comfort zones, right? Pushing past our automatic thoughts, pushing past our inclinations, our biases, mm-hmm. challenging things that we've learned, right? Uh, a session we want to do is, unlearn to learn, right? But it's an accountability factor. And the challenge about it and why we do what we do is we understand it's very uncomfortable. It's very difficult, right? We use our judgment and our perceptions as a part of survival skill. Sure. So when it comes to uh, down to unlearning what we've learned to help us survive and navigate the world, it's very challenging. But, you know, it really just starts with hey, why do I think this? Where did I come to learn this? Oh, I see an opportunity on LinkedIn to engage in some kind of diversity and inclusion discussion or a webinar to learn more. Uh, Or there's a movie that I would never really even watch, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go outside of my comfort zone and watch it today. Um, It's just, it's honestly, it comes down to a constant pushing past that. Yeah. Uh, and, And doing it though with the mindset of, removing yourself from the situation, right? Right. It starts with yourself because obviously you have to have the reflection to say, you know what, this is my experience. I'm pretty sure this doesn't have to be my only experience. Right. But then after that, right, you kind of remove yourself. So you learn how you can be of service to others. And that's a, I think once you do that, that's when you really start to think, what more can I do? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love that it it is endless, right? It's this, this series of building blocks and um, you know, there is no, okay, we've done all we can do. (laughs) We've, we've finished it up. Well done team. Bye. You know, like there's no sign off like that. It really is, you know, this sort of perpetual growth and progress. Um, and you know, 
again, having been in the space, and yes, it has been obviously longer than the last year of events, right? It's been this sort of momentum and this uh, this ongoing, um, you know, build of, of disparity and, and I- inequity amongst, uh, amongst mm-hmm. various people groups. Um, but, you know, what I think is really empowering is to see how much colleagues, not just here, but like really across the landscape of companies, right, have have made this market shift to we are no longer just, you know, the get up, grab the briefcase, go to work, come home, live your life and have your work. You know, you have your work life over here and your home life over here. There's been Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, obviously the virtual impact that has happened over the last year has, I think, strengthened that because now home is work and work is home. And, you know, all of those lines have been blurred. But um, you know, I think that it's, there's this tidal wave, right. Of, of progress happening where we do, we do want to bring our whole selves to work, whatever that means and whatever struggles we're facing, whatever, you know, uh, successes we're facing at home and all of those sorts of things. We want to be able to show up as our full authentic selves. And I do think that, you know, what you said was really true in that it is about removing yourself from that conversation. And it's not about, well, I'll say it's about removing yourself and also, you know, figuring out how to show up better as yourself, wherever you are. Right. And, and how to, Um, and that's hard sometimes, I think, especially like you said, there's no, not necessarily from a place of malintent, but, um, you know, people have different lived experiences, different upbringings, all of these different pieces that build who they are. And sometimes it can be a little, you know, sort of, oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, wow. That is not what I knew that to be, you know, whether it's terms of phrase, you know, we, we just wrapped up, um, disability awareness month and there was a lot of conversations, uh, happening about that. And, you know, even, you know, certain ableist phrases that, you know, we might not think about that we bring to work every day that might create a situation where, uh, you know, the person on the other end of the table feels, um, you know, uncomfortable, you know, my sister-in-law, um, I've learned a lot from her about, um, body focused repetitive disorders and, uh, she suffers from trichotillomania or lives with trichotillomania. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even the phrase like I'm pulling my hair out, I'm so frustrated is a very real experience for people. And so it's like little things like that where it's like, let me just take a second. (laughs) This isn't a personal attack on me and saying I'm a terrible person, but I just never knew better. I didn't know better. And you know better, you do better, you, you are, you show up better, you support better. Um, so that I think is really, you know, what more can I do? I can just be better. (laughs) I can just learn more and and educate myself more and listen. And if someone says, you know what, I don't love that when you say that it hurts my feelings or, you know, you don't know what the, the, the etymology of that phrase is. And this is where it came from. And if you knew that, would you still say it? then you have a choice to make, right? You have a choice to make of how you Absolutely. show up and how you present yourself to your, to your peers. And I, I do think that, um, you know, employees are demanding that now, right? Um, because yes. it's, there's, there's no place to not be that way. I agree that um, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, the, the other half of that removing yourself and then coming back to it to say, how can I do this better? Right. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like our common language almost transforms to start from curious mm-hmm. to also what more can I do? I would love to see that be a part of our common language, right? When someone's being given feedback, for example, the thought is come from curious, but to add another layer of that, you know, come from curious and then ask yourself, what more can I do? I think that that's a wonderful extension of curiosity. Yeah. It's sort of that one, two punch, right? Of like, yeah, I'm curious, but then I'm actually going to (laughs) action. 
action this feedback and be like, oh, great, I'm curious about it, but I'm just going to file that away and not actually go through any growth or development as a result of it. I just want to just tell me where I didn't do well and then, you know. I won't exactly. I won't change it all, but um, yeah, no, there's got to be that that next step, right? So these conversation uh, conversations are growing. The group is growing. Um, for those who are listening, who are Paychecks employees, um, you can you can join in the space. You can reach out to myself or Ashley, um, and we can we can share that information with you on on how to join. Um, and you can you know also uh, opt in to be on that inclusion and diversity mailing list, which I think is great. And you know you you mentioned at the top of our conversation that there's more work to be done, right? And we know that what more can I do? There will always be more work to be done. And that should be the case, right? We should always continue to grow and, 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 and all of that. But where do you see the most opportunity as we go forward? What if you could, you know, if you had your crystal ball in front of you and you could, you could set the course for the next year, five years of these conversations of this, this group, um, where do you see it going and evolving or what are the conversations amongst the group? Where, where do they want to see it, it go and, and evolve? Oh yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic question because we have a lot of, uh, goals for be here now. And, you know, I would really just say with, I would start out with saying if, if everyone who joins our calls could remember this, could remember this conversation, this what more can I do lens of accountability and apply that every time, right, uh, to our calls. I, I really want to start there. That's what I want to see because I think a lot of times uh, people come to our calls or join our WebEx team spaces just purely out of curiosity. And that's an sure. absolutely good start. But sometimes it's where it ends, especially because sometimes the conversations are complex a little bit emotionally overwhelming at times as well, mm-hmm. depending on how vulnerable uh, individuals choose to uh, get on our calls. So what I see is, or what I hope to see is that everyone continues to apply the second layer of curiosity. What more can I do? Bring it back to their teams, socialize what they learned on the calls mm-hmm. uh, and get involved, right? Because be here now uh, is somewhat of an employee resource group in a sense, right? But there are more committees throughout our organization in this past year. The list has just grown exponentially. So Mm -hmm. don't only, you know, not only to come to our calls for Be Here Now, but get involved, right? Find out what is your local committee? Uh, Do you have one? If not, where can you get started? Because maybe you've been inspired by some of the conversation and now there's more that you can do, right? Um, Us as a group, We really just generally want to see the awareness of Be Here Now continue to spread because it was a grassroots effort. Uh, We're looking at like anywhere between one to two percent of our employee population being aware of this group. Every single time we have a call, a handful of people come back and say, I didn't know this existed. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I want to share this with my colleague. I want to share this with my leader. Um, And you know what? I think that it's good to hear every time that it's growing, but we want to really see that increase in momentum because there has just been such a positive impact, Mm -hmm. such positive feedback that we're getting. Sometimes, honestly, it makes us, it brings us to tears. I'll I'll be very honest with you. Yeah, because people are saying, you know, before this group, I never really knew how to deal with this or talk about this or navigate this experience. I never really knew how to be my full self at work, I always kind of felt like I had to be fragmented, leave a part of myself at home because maybe it wasn't accepted here, right? So this is this is tremendous feedback. We wanna, our goal is really to get that awareness. Um, we also wanna start seeing 
in terms of what more can I do? And this is a little bit more sensitive, right? But we want to start seeing some numbers around mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion. And we understand that uh, this is a very sensitive topic uh, and that we have to be very strategic in how we approach this. But even just a little more awareness around where we are and where our goals are, because we're we're doing well for our diversity initiative and paychecks, for right? We're, we're, we're getting recognition. There are things to celebrate, but there's always more to do, sure. right? So I think even for us to see where we are now, it'll bring that perspective to everyone from top to bottom, bottom to top. Hey, there's so much more we can do, right? So sometimes people need to see it objectively, numerically to get that perspective. Uh, Ultimately, it all goes with transparency and awareness. That's really the only way this thing can be uh, sustainable. So let me ask this question. And and Mm -hmm. I I agree with all of that wholeheartedly. I I think, you know, in order to you have to have that benchmark, right? You have to say, where are we starting from? And, right. you know, where do we hope to get? Where do we aspire to be with whatever whatever uh, initiative it is? You need to know where you're starting from in order to set that course. <laughs> so I want to ask a question about the space and about the conversations, the, the calls. Um, from the perspective of someone who is on the other side of the spectrum in terms of their vulnerability, their readiness to hear... Right what they need might need to hear or haven't heard before potentially there there may be right a hesitation among a certain uh, a, a certain group of folks in that mindset that would create a situation where they feel hesitant to step in mm-hmm. to the conversation in the event they say the wrong thing they they misunderstand misinterpret um etc so has that happened in the space right where someone kind of comes in Again, with no malintent, right? But comes into the space with a, a certain lack of understanding or awareness of a certain topic. And how the space embraces that, I'll say, maybe if, if that's the right word, and sort of helps them level up or understand um in the event that there's someone listening to this that says, I want to do better, I want to understand more, but I also am a, might be a little nervous, right? That it's it's such a you know a lightning rod conversation that I don't want to do the wrong thing. So in the in the hesitation to do the to do the wrong thing, I'm going to do nothing at all. How would you speak to that audience? Yeah, absolutely. You know we we see this a lot um, and during our calls um, and also in some follow up communications. Um, and it's absolutely understandable to be honest, right? Uh, when you even think about it, kind of from the the psychological sense, right? This is something that's kind of like threatening what you understood, your comfort, right? The world as you understood it uh, for X amount of time. So first we, we, we apply that empathy, right? We apply that understanding. We understand that this is not malicious, um, that it's most likely something that's been socialized and learned somewhere along the way. And more importantly, when it comes to kind of like the microaggressions conversation, we understand that this has a lot to do with implicit or unconscious bias. So so we in the space uh, as leaders in the group practice that empathy, but also encourage everyone else there to practice empathy. Um, We also saw each of our sessions uh, setting the tone for this space. This is is safe, you know, If, if you've got any difference of opinion, that's okay, right? And I think it's all about continuing to articulate that because, it's something that people are aware of mm-hmm. because we say it once, but you have to continue to reinforce it, right? And so when those uh, comments do come up on our calls that that are not malicious, but somewhat seem to justify 
an action, a thought, or a behavior um, because it's some it seems harmless to that person. Uh, we we basically respond by saying with uh, asking posing a reflection, mm-hmm. right? So if maybe you have a question about why uh, you you know should not make comments about a certain person's hairstyle or the way they look or the way they speak, or anything like that, right? And some people might say, and this is one of our values, our concepts, but I didn't mean anything by it. It was a positive intention. I just wanted to truly know. I was just truly curious. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you know, we understand that, we hear that. So we basically just say, okay, well, could you see yourself asking someone else this question the way that that you just did? Mm -hmm. Or could, or if you think about it on a deeper level, what, are the foundational curiosities that you have, or maybe even biases that you have that make you ask this question in this manner or continue to uphold this belief or whatever the case is. So really um, we're not there to say, Hey, we're the few voices of the many, right? right? We're really here as a support group um, and, and to be, you know, provide this safe space. So we don't have the answers, right? This is what it's all about. That's that's what makes it safe, right? Because we're not there to tell you this is the way you need to do it. Yeah, it's not. This is the way it has to be done. Right, right, right. We just open it up for discussion. Right. What do you think about that? Change your perspective. Right. Let's think about it a little bit further, and that's the accountability yeah, piece. That's the what more? As well. What more can I do? What more can you do? So. Ashley, I, I appreciate you sitting down and having this conversation with us. I'm excited for next month's conversation where we'll work together to figure out who's a good guest to bring in and, and expound on this conversation even more. Um, thank you so much for what you bring to the table and what you've offered to the employees at Paychex. For anyone listening who wants to get involved, wants to understand more about this space and the initiatives of, of, this, uh, of this resource group, please reach out, like I said, to myself or to Ashley and we'll get you connected. Uh, And Ashley, thank you for all you do and for always asking what more you can do. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.